Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. I'm Detective Carter. Do you speak any English? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? You have found it. This is You Have Offended This Podcast, and we watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarron, and with me, as always, is a man that when the words come out of his mouth, I for sure understand them. Chad Lindsay, how you doing, man? <laughs> uh, what's up, my- <laughs> What's up? We're going to have to bleep that We're shit. Gonna... <laughs> One of the famous words. Yeah, famous, famous line from the movie. And, and actually, I think, it's, I think it's a good joke, you know, despite the fact that we're going to bleep what I just said. Um, I think it's a good joke, and I think it, it worked really joke. well in the film. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Think, I don't think it, like, aged, because I don't think that was, I don't think there was any malicious intent to that line, and it still made me laugh. Like, it's still, I still found it funny, because it was just so... Uh, you know, inappropriate and like, you know, anxiety inducing. You're just like, oh shit. Like, and you know what? Funny, it, was, it, it was funny. It was anxiety inducing. And if, if somebody who's not black walks into a bar and says that, what should happen is what happens in this movie, which is everybody tries to kick the fuck yeah, out of him. Exactly, that's exactly right. Oh, man. So, yeah, oh. we're going all the way back to uh, to Rush Hour, and uh, this yes, is sir. this is a fun film. It's it's a well-put-together film. I enjoyed this film, man. We're going... This is back in 98, the, the original Rush Hour film. Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker. Uh, good people in this movie, man. Tom Wilkinson's in this. Uh, Chris Penn. Like, there's a lot of good people in this movie that, that show up. Ty Ma is in this. Like, it, it, this is dope. I really liked it. It's a well-structured film. Good budget on this film. $33 million budget. Worldwide gross. This film made roughly $245 million. Yeah. I mean, and this is this is late 90s. But, I mean, when we did, we did Rumble in the Bronx, which would have been, what? That was like a 95, 94, 95 for Rumble in I the Bronx. I want to say 94. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. And we said something to the effect of, you know, a lot of people, you know, in the Western world, this is this is the film that introduced them to Jackie Chan, despite the fact that, you know, we knew who he was long before that. Um, But this is the one that kind of really, you know, launched Jackie Chan into international international stardom. Like he was obviously huge. Um, you know, in the Eastern part of the world, but this, like you said, $200 million, like they made a piss pot full of money on this. Yeah. This made a quarter of a billion dollars. Basically. That's insane for a movie like this. I mean, the, 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 the way that this hit with people. And I think, like you said, this is the one where most people got introduced to Jackie Chan. Cause yeah, you know, rush hour still looks like a Hong Kong movie where it's dubbed, this is the first movie that released in the States with Jackie Chan that his voice isn't dubbed. Like his, he's actually talking in the movie because Brett Ratner convinced him to actually speak, thinking it would lend authenticity to the character. Right. Okay. Which it does, I think. I got to say, like, we, we've, we've had our differences with Ratner. Um, 
We have. There's some stuff that he's done that I have. I remember I forget. I remember I forget. I remember forgetting. (laughs) Um, I forget what film it was, but after we saw it, like you said, my one, you said my one line movie review of this is lock your doors, Ratner. I think, I think think it might've been Red Dragon. Like, cause we were such fans of Manhunter, Michael Mann's version of that film. And, uh, we went and saw it, and and it, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't the same. Again, don't want to shit on the film, but it just wasn't quite as as cool and creepy and scary as Manhunter. Um, yeah. But he does like credit where credits due. I think he does. I think he does a good job with this film. I think that there are parts where the western way of shooting kind of messes with Jackie Chan's skill set a little bit because yeah. you know he'll do a move and it'll be cut three times three different cameras and I'm like no you don't need that like you don't need that so there was a couple of times I was like man you're editing and shooting this all wrong yeah. <laughs> like no 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 just fucking sit back go wide and and don't move the camera <laughs> and yeah. and you'll be fine Mr. Ratner um but <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple of and, and they're minor. Like, I will say that they're minor. But when he did, like, Wheels on Meals and some of the stunts that he that he did in that and Rumble in, Rumble in the Bronx, um, the, the editing just makes it a little bit, uh, takes the spotlight off of Jackie Chan just a little bit, I found, personally. Yeah, no, I think it's the same way. Like, there's some good stuff in here with him, but he's, I mean, he's obviously capable of being mind-droppingly crazy, in this. And I mean, like, okay, start off with this opening, this opening fight scene, this opening bust on the boat, right? Yes. You don't know what's happening. The cops are trying to get on this boat. You see the bad guys on it. And then you see from behind, you don't know it's him until he puts his hand on the railing and jumps feet first through a fucking porthole. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, there's Jackie yeah. Chan, right? Like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's Jackie, that's Chan. Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is definitely not Chris Tucker, yeah. sir. <laughs> but it's great. He comes up, they arrest this guy. There's a scene here where Jackie Chan apparently uh, almost got fucking killed, where he's down in the docks and those two containers get squished together and he's between them and Dude. has to jump out. Apparently they missed him by like a foot. Like he damn near got killed doing that stunt. That's crazy. Well, when you watch when you watch his films, and and like you said, he's about to get sandwiched between two shipping containers, and only his cunning uh, yeah. is there to protect him. Leopard like um, agility. Then, yeah, he he only has that to protect himself. So, um, you know, that's that's why you watch Jackie Chan movies because you're like, oh, he almost died there. Whoa, that guy, he almost died there. Like you're just amazed at what he does. But as great as Jackie Chan, uh, another, let's just say, relatively unknown actor, uh, Chris Tucker, comes onto the Hollywood scene and blows it the fuck up. Like, legitimately. Legitimately. He was in, like, a couple music videos and Friday. um, And then Fifth Element. Boom! Right? Fifth Element, like, Jackie Brown is Beaumont Livingston, like... Getting shot in the trunk, fucking, come on, son, that's awesome. He Even though he's in a small role in that, like, that that was an amazing... That's an amazing performance Oh, it's for ridiculous. Him. But he, he did a great job in this, man. He friggin' killed, he killed this, this role. This role's awesome. You can really see his, his uh, fandom of Eddie Murphy coming through, but not to the point where he's, like, biting shit. You can just tell he really likes Eddie. 
he's kind of got like an Eddie Murphy vibe, but not doing an Eddie Murphy impression, I guess would be a yeah. good way to, to, to put it. He's, he's putting out that, that Axel Foley vibe with a little bit more comedic, uh, flair like he just kind of dials it up and the, the frenetic yeah. energy that he brings with that little you know high-pitched when he rolls up to chris penn here in his in his black stingray yeah. corvette chris penn's like you're late i'm not late i'm not late you're late i was waiting i'm you know i'll be late here the whole time and, blah, blah. and he just does his little fast talk and talk his way out of shit right it's great he plays this role really well although he gets one of his fellow officers shot in the fucking hip here by penn like we're we're gonna say like he <sighs> Like he's you, not you a good suspend cop. your disbelief because he's a fucking <laughs> terrible cop. Terrible he's an absolute cop. terrible cop. And then later he's like, they're like, this is your new partner. He goes, no, I don't have a partner. I work alone. I'm pretty sure that cops just don't say that shit. Like, no, like, they don't. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm working vice now, Captain. Go fuck yourself. Oh, well, he's a he's a rogue cop. Because he's like, a vice cop now. What can I do? I'm only the captain. What, what can I do? I'm only his fucking boss. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. But, Why not? Uh, not to also say he's buying a bunch of C4 off of Chris Penn. There's a shit ton of C4 in the trunk of this car. Chris Penn yeah. drives off and he shoots it, which just side note, would not explode the C4. No, it would not explode. But at if all. that much C4 did explode, Chris Penn's dead as fuck. Because yes. that lev- that block is leveled. Like pro- yeah, yeah, probably yeah. Chris Tucker's fucking dead too. Yes, yes. That is a well, massive am- You won't find Chris Penn. <laughs> he'd be doing his Michael Jackson dance in the middle of the street and a fucking Caprice bumper would come flying through the air and cleave his head off. You just find fucking shadows of pedestrians on the fucking walls of the buildings next to the people because that shit would blow up hard son remember we were watching that that contest where they had the car hooked up to the hydraulics and the guy had the remote control and was making the car bounce do you remember that and then the tire the tire blew off and flew into the crowd and hit that woman in the face and oh Oh no. Do you remember how it didn't like it didn't roll at her? Like it was like a fucking missile. Like like an absolute missile. And like you didn't see it until it was embedded in her face. <laughs> like and you're like, wow. Yeah, she was fucked up. No, so that's she what would have happened pain. to Chris Tucker. <laughs> that's all she felt. When we get the um the two guards driving the con count. Cons- consoles <laughs> when we get the two guards driving the consulate's daughter to school and she's in the back singing um mariah, mariah carey. carey man she's a great little actress she is but that's a real jackie chan movie moment yeah like that cheesy comedy these guys are out of place like what do we do jesus christ and she's just hamming it up in the back like she's being awesome she's playing really well yeah but that's a jackie chan movie moment right yeah it's great it's really good and then the the bad cop comes up here. Not the bad cop. This is uh, disguised uh, as a. What cop. is his? He's disguised as a cop. That Sang, the the bad guy who shoots both of the bodyguards and grabs yeah, the little Ken girl. Lung. He's great. Is man. your name Ken Lung? Ken <laughs> Lung. That guy's awesome. Do you know what I remember that guy from the most? That made me laugh my ass off. Is do you remember the movie um, Keeping the Faith? With Ben Stiller and yes, uh, and uh, what's his face, Edward Norton, and that Scientologist yeah. girl, Jenna Elfman. 
Yes, Jenna Elfman. And do you remember when they rented the karaoke machine and they walked in, Ben Stiller and Edward Norton, and they and walked in. And he was dumb. And he came in. And he was, he yes. starts singing this song. He starts, Jesse was a friend, always being a good friend. Yeah, he's singing oh Jesse's girl. Yeah. And they're like, hey, and he's singing with this wicked thick accent. And then they're like, come on, man, you, we got to do this. This is like an interdenominational, you know, religious thing. We re- just need the deal. And he goes, okay, man, listen, I'm yeah. really not like this. And he just changes yeah. to this just straight up New York accent right away. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah. He was born and raised in New York. I actually did not know that was him because that was, that was, that movie keeping the face that that was one of the best scenes in the whole film where that was they go into the karaoke store and he comes running around jesse is a friend <laughs> and he's just like slowly moving in towards them and he's like pointing directly at them always being a good um, mine. but he's got this really cool look about him in this film like he does look very dangerous like he did a really good job at looking as the villain uh he's got that early 2000s slim shady you know shaved yeah, head dyed blonde asian dude with blonde hair like that doesn't sit yeah. well with me that just makes me anxious he's very <laughs> he's very menacing and then in, then of course the movie line it's just rush hour man Boom. And I think yep. that's the only reference to this. Like, I don't think this movie really needs to be called Rush Hour, but. No, it just know, has no bearing on anything. It's it's just, it's a good title. It's a really good title. And, you know, it's a good way to work it into the film. So. Just FYI, Ken Leung was also in Red Dragon because you mentioned that earlier. Oh, who was he in Red Dragon? I can't remember. I know he was in that, though. He had a, a small part in Red Dragon. So I mean, I really like Edward Norton. I just wasn't really digging on that and it's probably it's probably because manhunter is just so good that the entire yeah. time i was watching it well and ray uh, fines is awesome in that with the the big dragon tattooed on his back like it's a it's he's yeah. great edward norton's great ken lung's great like it's there was something about that movie that didn't sit well even philip seymour hoffman's in that movie as the reporter remember yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I think I was like, oh, the reporter in uh, Manhunter was way better. But I think that yeah. I think that the problem was Hannibal Lecter was such a great character that they wanted more and more Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what was my big problem with the movie because he kept going back to Hannibal Lecter. And it, like in Manhunter, there's like one scene with Dr. Lecter and it's really short. And in in Red Dragon, like... Will Graham goes back and sees Dr. Lecter like a bunch yeah. of times. He's like, Dr. Lecter, I can't figure this out. And we're like, uh, you're missing the point of the character. I think that was my big issue with that particular film. Yeah, but. exactly. Him and the dragon. And it, 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 Hannibal Lecter doesn't need to be there at all. So Carter gets called into the boss's office here to get reamed out for b- fucking blowing up a city block and blowing somebody's pinky off. And like, we, they, 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 nobody died. Didn't nobody die. <laughs> you blew up a city block. Well, that block was already bad anyway. <laughs> like he's t- talking all that, you know, basically the 80s, 90s, good cop bullshit. There, there is a line in that conversation that you and I said like daily for a year because he goes, uh, the captain is basically placating him. And he said, well, sometimes you got to let the criminals know that you could still blow shit up. And Chris Tucker goes, you, you goddamn, goddamn right. right. And, and we, we used to say, we used to end like almost every affirmative thing with you goddamn right. Like for many years, like many years. We'd go to Blockbuster to get a movie, and you're like, that's a good movie. You goddamn right. right. Like, we just said that shit a lot. I love the way the captain here plays him, because he gets the call from the FBI, 
and the FBI, two, the two guys in the FBI are like, we got to solve this case of this girl. And they're trying to send us, uh, you know, somebody to, to take, they're trying to get somebody, one of us to take care of this, this, uh, cop, this Inspector cop from Lee. Hong Kong. Well, fuck that. Get some LAPD shithead to come and do it. So they call the police chief here and it's like, Hey man, we need somebody to come down and babysit this girl. So the, the chief is blowing smoke up Carter's ass here. Like, Hey man, the FBI called and they need somebody to go down there and you're the guy. And that yeah. leads into the whole, sometimes you got to just let people know you still blow shit up. Yeah. goddamn. And he's yeah. all hyped about being on the FBI now. And it's, he, he, him being excited about going to the FBI detail is fucking hilarious. And the, chief sitting back knowing he just did exactly what he did and played him as well as he did smiling is fucking hysterical it's really good yeah they basically yeah they don't want they don't want jackie chan's character lee coming to town like the fbi does not want him there so they essentially just assign chris tucker make up a bunch of shit to uh keep lee busy and keep jackie chan out of their hair which is it's it's a it's a funny premise, but the fact that Chris Tucker is not getting into any shit for basically blowing up that city block and firing the gun and like no paperwork whatsoever needs to be done, no like debriefing. Car explodes it's, on Main Street in L.A. <laughs> like holy shit! Yeah, it's just those tropes from those '80s and '90s uh, cop films where they just did whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, he's basically Powers and Booth. Yeah, Powers Booth <laughs> or or McBain. Or McBain. It's like, hey, <laughs> McBain. The rules are outlined in this book by book. <laughs> he shoots the fucking. Uh, the two FBI agent guys here are really great, played by uh, Rex Lynn and Mark Ralston. Um, the Whitney and Russ, the two FBI agents. Whitney, Rex Lynn, yeah. Better Call Saul, plays uh, Better Call Saul as Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Big, a uh, big arc in that From great Mesa Verde, great actor, man. Yeah. He was in fucking clear and present danger in the salt and sea. Like he's been around, man. This, he's got a uh, hundred and three credits to his name. And Ralston, the other, the other guy here, he's been around forever. He was back. Remember that in the eighties, that TV show Sledgehammer? Yes. He was on that. He was in fucking Shawshank Redemption. Uh, whenever we get around to doing best of the best three, he's in that. Like he's got 182 credits. He's got a. These guys are fucking seasoned ass actors, right? And uh, it's great. Well, I think that that really comes to to show in in a film that's like, well, we we had yeah, this film made 200 million dollars, but they really did put some some really good actors into all the roles yeah. here. Like nobody half asses it, and even even the small roles. Like these two FBI agents are not in the film very often, but. It comes across as very authentic. Uh, they they seem to be like these fucking dickheads yeah. that just are used to getting their own way, and they know how to kind of skirt the rules. and And they basically set him up. They tell they tell Chris Tucker at first that he's uh, G fourteen classified <laughs> on <hilarious>. this, <laughs> and then uh, they take him they take him outside. Whitney takes him outside and basically gives them gives him what's really going on. He's like, you're a babysitter. Yeah. Watch this and fucking guy. Like, whoa, I don't want to see whoa, him not... or you until this yeah. shit's over. Fuck off. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And he's like, you just, you just take him, you just take, take him, keep him away from the case. Um, you know, run down some leads and just do some bullshit stuff and keep him out of the investigation. Cause they do not want, uh, uh, policemen from Hong Kong, uh, coming in there and being involved in the case. They're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. 
We're not going to fall for the. Is this the man that wrecked the buffet table at the Harrow Club? Um, yeah, and now we get the arrival here of uh, Jackie Chan, Inspector Lee, coming here, and Chris Tucker picking him up, and uh, we get their first meeting at the airport here. He just drives his Corvette onto the, the goddamn fucking tarmac. Basically, runway. Yeah, he's just like he's just like right there. The plane lands like, and he's just. Just like a hundred yards away from like fucking Castor Troy, plane. picking up his fucking brother. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, what in the hell is happening? Yeah. But I like this how he assume. I love this because everybody fucking does this to people who are meeting somebody who doesn't speak English. Where he walks up, assumes Jackie doesn't speak English, and just speaks louder and slower to him. <laughs> yeah. Do you understand the words? It's messed like, up. It's, like that's gonna help. And apparently. They said that when Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker first met, Chris Tucker introduced himself and was talking a mile a minute like Chris Tucker does. And when Tucker left, Jackie Chan said that line to one of his friends. I did not understand the words that were coming out of his mouth. And they oh, used really? that line in the movie. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. But it's fucking funny. I mean, that was that was the line, too, that that a lot of that was kind of like one of those pop culture lines that people said. And I think that they, I think that they use that in part two in the marketing materials and stuff like that. Cause they, everyone's but Jackie like, Chan oh, yeah, said it. That? Yeah. That's what in it was. Part, remember, do you understand the words are coming out of my mouth? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was part yeah. two, but I fucking love the chemistry they have here in the car. And especially when Carter calls the goddamn office, and he's like, hey, and, man, what are yeah. you doing? And they're all fucking laughing at him in the background. Like, yeah. All, the whole crew is like, ah, you piece of shit, we fucking got you. Like, <laughs> you gotta babysit this fucking guy. And that concludes part one of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part two, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for three, four, and the exciting conclusion, part five. If you would like to get the full podcasts again, go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast to become a patron. For as low as $5 a month, you can get all of our full podcasts on Sunday night before everybody else. If you don't want to do that, you can go to offendedpodcast.com and you can buy some merchandise there. That'll give us a little bit of a help and it'll also give you something cool to rep the podcast that you know you love. You can also follow us on our social media. So go to Twitter at YHOTP, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can just search You Have Offended This Podcast. Leave us your film recommendations there. Anything you want to see, we are open to as long as it has kick and punching and some violence. So we'd love to hear from you. Please engage with us. Please leave us a review anywhere you download your podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. If you could, please also recommend us to your friends, family, loved ones, hated ones. We will take recommendations anywhere we can get them. Thanks once again for listening, and you have offended this podcast. We'll be back in your ears soon.